Hey, it's the Brian Hornback Experience. This is episode 157. I've got another candidate. Uh, early vote is starting in about two days, February the 14th. This is being done on yeah, Lincoln's birthday, February 12th. But hey, uh, you hear it when you hear it. Uh, but I've got Angie Gothert, 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 Gothert. I've got Angie Gerthert, who's running for third district Nosca School Board. Now, I kind of say that before I get Angie on here. I say that because my guys over there at Compass Knox, by the way, if you're not a subscriber, I am a subscriber. Uh, they do a pretty good job. Uh, they get an email every day uh, when you are a subscriber, and they have a pretty good website. Um, and they, they get more in-depth than Brian Hornback does on brianhornback.com and the Brian Hornback experience. Really good guys. Um, but Jesse, it's Gerther. Gerther. I mean, Herman Goddard and the Goddard family over in South Knoxville, they're great folks. But it's Gerther, Jesse. Gerther. Anyway, just picking on those guys. Those guys have a podcast. It airs on Sundays. They record it on Fridays. I recommend you listen to it. That's free. You don't have to subscribe to listen to their podcast. I encourage you to do that. Angie Gerthert, how are you? I'm doing well, Brian. How are you? I'm good. So, let's see. Angie got involved a few years ago. Uh, I think you were the first chair ever for Moms for Liberty. Um, and that was something you did for a spell. And you're not the chair of Moms for Liberty. And... That group, for some reason, has chosen to endorse somebody else for school board, but that's another issue for another day. Um, but you've been pretty active in the community, but just real briefly, before we start talking about the third district in your bio, uh, I just want to say that it's been about 20 years since I left the school board. I got elected in 2000. Uh, my term was over in 2004. But when I look at your website and we talk about the schools that are in the in the third district of Knox County School Board, we have Bearden High, we have Bearden Middle, we have Cedar Bluff Elementary, we have Cedar Bluff Middle, we have Ridgedale. Now, folks, those are not all the schools that kids in the third district go to. Those just happen to be the schools that are in the political geographic area of the third district. But when I was elected school board, I had A.L. Lots, West Valley, uh, Bluegrass. I had Cedar Bluff Primary, Cedar Bluff Intermediate, and Cedar Bluff Middle, and I had Bearden High. Uh, so when I looked at that today, when I was like, okay, we're going to talk about the third district, I'm like, man, the third district has fundamentally changed. But um, anyway, those are the schools. That's kind of the makeup. If you kind of look at Interstate 40, and you started about Cedar Bluff, pretty much everything north of Interstate 40, except for a little bit of Cedar Bluff South. And these dogs, it's starting to rain outside, and these dogs are, like, hovering around my desk right now. Um, so, Angie, just kind of talk about uh, the district and, um, and your involvement. And why in the world, before we talk about your bio, did Angie Gerther decide to run for school board? I had been standing up for kids and parents, and that was before there was any campaign or election or anything like that. Uh, I was always somebody who would ask questions and just kind of, you 
you know, ask why we're doing that or maybe we look at something else or those kind of things when my kids, our kids were in school. And, um, and I will, I, I mean, I'll continue to do that no matter what. Right. That's, that's just what's in me. Um, and so I did it before there was anything, you know, somebody wanted me to be elected. Right. And so the, the big part was is that our kids, uh, John and I's kids, uh, Cooper is almost 22, Christina's just turned 19, and um, when people would ask me to run, they never really said anything. And this time, when people were talking to me and saying, hey, why don't you run, uh, most of them were like, well, Mom, you've been advocating for kids and parents for years, so why don't you go do that at the school board? And I said, okay, we can look into that and see what that looks like. And so um, I think our kids deserve the very best, and we have to do better by our kids. So that was the premise of why I wanted to run. Um, I don't think kids get a whole lot of say, and you know how that is when you're growing up. Right. There's always somebody telling you what to do. Yep. And so our kids are our future, and we need to invest in them accordingly and help them to figure out what they want to do and what they want to be and help them to be the very best adults they can be. Right. And I think Knox County can have really, really amazing schools. We have a you know potential for it to be like the very best, and I'd like to be a part of that and see how we could make that happen for our children. Well, and you were born and raised in Tennessee, so you're not somebody that just moved in because you're fleeing the Northeast or, or the West. Um, and you came to UT a few years ago and you and your husband, John, like you said, have raised a 22 year old and a 19 year old who, who both, uh, went to Hardin Valley Academy, both graduated. Um, your, your son's, you know, um, found his niche, uh, at Byington Solway and, and now at TCAD and, and your daughter's now pursuing um, studying music at Tennessee Tech. Uh, but like you said, you, you've been involved for the past eight years. I think when people try to put somebody in a box, um, and I, you know, I've been doing, I've been politically active for 40 plus years, but when people try to put folks in a box and say, well, you know, she was chair of, of a group, um, they're really minimizing the fact that for the past eight years, you've been deeply involved in Knox County Schools. I mean, you volunteered in the in your kids' classrooms. You've served as a PTA president. You've helped coordinate music program activities. Uh, and and it, let's also not lose sight on the fact that when Dr. John Ryswick uh, became the superintendent of schools, um, he selected you to be one of the folks that served on his trans on his. I almost said transportation team on his transition team. Um, so, I mean, you know, people could try to put, and, and unfortunately in politics, and you're probably beginning to learn this, and as you stay in this for a while, you'll you'll really begin to experience it. But people like to try to put you in a box. But I think that when they do that, you know, they don't see the grand scope of what you've really been involved in, right? When you when you're trying to like do what you think is right and you're trying to be on the right side of things, I think you 
look for help to do those things. And so, um, you know, being involved in the schools was, you know, selfishly as a parent, when you're involved in the schools, you get to see who your kids are hanging out with. Right. And, you know, and they get to know you outside of your home, which, you know, is very beneficial for them to see. Because, you know, you remember when you were a kid, Brian, and you would go out in public and you would run into somebody's parent and you would think, wait a minute, aren't they just always in the house? where you live and it's the same way with teachers and all those kind of things but being able to be in the classroom and be in the schools, I think it made the kids realize that it wasn't just about my kids or John and I's kids it was about all kids right because I wanted to see the best for all of them no matter what they wanted to do and so I, I think that that's the way I always approached everything um, through my involvement with any organization that I was a part of, it was always about what was best for kids and allowing parents to make decisions for what was best for their own children in their education. And I still stand by those things. I right. think that, um, you know, parents should have a say in their kids' education. I think it's extremely important. And I think that getting more parents involved with our schools is Well, and, oh, absolutely. And so this election, uh, the one you're running in, uh, I guess two years ago, we elected, um, elected, reelected uh, five. And then now uh, this off year, I call it an off year, uh, is um, is the four races. Uh, so now we're going to complete what the legislature did a couple, three years ago when they said that school board had to return back to partisan elections. I mean, you're running as a Republican. Um, I don't think there's any doubt that, that you are a Republican. I'm a Republican. Uh, you got any great thoughts about whether school boards should be partisan, nonpartisan? And we won't spend much time on that, but that just happened to pop into my head as as we were talking. Um, as I was I, thinking. Well, you know, I guess I, it's like anything else. Like, you know, I, I found out that the school board does basically what the state and federal government tells them what to do. So the state decided that these races needed to be partisan. So if people don't like that, they need to go to the state, right? right. That's where you go and complain about that. Yep. So, uh, you know, I mean, I think that we kind of do as we're directed to do according <laughs> to the law. Right. Um, you know, I think that if you, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think it should matter what letter is beside your name. If you're somebody who's willing to stand up and, you know, do what's best for kids and parents, I, I don't think it should matter. Right. But the state requires us to do it, so right. that's where we are. Well, that, yeah, you summed it up there. So you've got a website, angieforgreatschools.com, and, and I'll put those links in the blog post and on the, on the podcast as well. Uh, but you kind of outline, you kind of outline four real priorities, um, uh, with your campaign. And, and the first one is, um, I've never gotten a text on that phone before, but okay. It didn't interrupt anything. So we're good to go. Um, so the first thing is literacy. Uh, you kind of talk about reading and writing or, or really the, I mean, that is the basics of education and, uh, 60% of our Knox County students are below proficiency in English language arts. So just kind of talk about that and, and kind of where you uh, would like to help, 
uh, lead the, the board uh, over the next four years, because this is a four-year term, uh, in, uh, in, in helping direct that. I mean, obviously, you're, let, let me also remind folks, Angie's running from a district, but when she gets elected, she's got to work with eight other people. That's a nine-member board that then helps create the plan and the and everything going forward for the superintendent and his staff. So they have one employee, the superintendent of schools. He directs his people, but ultimately Angie, along with uh, at least a majority of nine, get to kind of set the policy. So I'll let you talk about literacy. Uh, obviously, it's the Absolutely. And then you kind of talk about career and technical education. You know, it's really, <clears throat> it's, it's really interesting. Uh, back in the day, um, early 1980, uh, <clears throat> when I was in Knox County schools, we had a pretty significant career and technical education program. I mean, I, I don't think it's <clears throat> any secret, uh, that people would, would find out that I was in the marketing. Um, uh, I, I, I went through, two, three years of, of marketing uh, at Carter High School. Uh, but I mean, you know, we had everything from building trades to auto mechanics to everything. And, and over the last few years, some of that kind of went away because uh, everybody was trying to put kids in a box and putting a, trying to put a, a square, put, trying to put a square peg in a round hole uh, and was really pushing people to go to college. And, and that just doesn't always work for everybody. Uh, I know in reading your website, you know, your son found his career through career technical education, through TCAT after high school. My youngest son, same thing. Um, and, and fortunately, Knox County has been moving in the right direction. Uh, I think Mayor Jacobs is, is to be credited for that. Uh, you know, we have career technical that, that went to the old Magnavox plant up on Strawberry Plains Pike, Byington Solway, um, uh, which was in operation long before the Magnavox situation, Straw Plains Pike. Um, so just kind of talk about, uh, your, I guess your 20, 20,000 foot experience with career and technical and what you'd like to see Knox County continue to do to evolve the career and technical program. Well, our son Cooper is actually a diesel mechanic with Penske, and um, he told us 
like early on in high school that he did not see himself going to college. And John and I both graduated from college, so we thought that was what you did. So when he came and sat down with us and said, no, I want to do a trade, and he had his whole, you know, presentation together of why that was better for him and why that would work for him. And John and I both grew up in schools where when our friends, and of course we're 80 high school graduates as well, when our friends in high school graduated, they graduated certified to go and get a job as soon as they were out of high school. Yeah. There was no trade school step. Right. It was immediately, as soon as they got out of high school, they could go get a job in whatever these trades that they had learned in the years they were in high school. So uh, when Cooper told us he wanted to do that, we knew that he liked to put things together and pull things apart. I mean, that's the way he had been doing it. And he and John worked on cars from the time that he was little. And he was always interested in the way things worked and what made it work. So when he got to find them, that was just his place. That was where he was supposed to be. It was where he was happiest. Uh, it was all hands-on, which is what he wanted to do. And so um, he, he obviously, as a 2020 grad, um, went to TCAT, um, had basically got his job at Penske while he was at TCAT. And so he has been with Penske for, I guess, this July, it'll be three years. Wow. So he's been working there since he was 19 and um you know does service trucks does all those kind of things and really really loves it because every day is different he doesn't ever do the same thing twice in a day and um he works on everything from the trucks you rent when you want to move something brian or the big sleeper cab of the diesel the pinsky rent so he works on all of it and so um i think having that you know, obviously contribute, you know, to society. He can be, a, you know, productive adult. And um, he did not go to college because that was just not on his radar or something he wanted to do. There are a lot of his friends from Hard Valley Academy that were exactly the same that also ended up in the trade. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm just grateful that Byington was there for them so that they had that opportunity. And so I'd like to see it where kids all over Knox County had you know, exposure to that because college is not for everybody. It's right. just not. Right. And so, but like I said, I think that we need to meet them where they are. And, you know, what we always say is, you know, whether they want to, you know, be employed or enlist or enroll, that's where we need to be for kids. Because if they want a job right away, that's great. The military is a great, you know, opportunity for a lot of kids in Knox County. And then if they want to enroll in college, that's the next step. Right. Well, and I think that's, I mean, obviously, um, our son's a, a, a little bit older, but I mean, he told me that he wanted to look at uh, diesel mechanic, he wanted to look at auto body, he wanted to look at, at auto tech. And so, you know, we I, I figured out which TCATs were the best. Um, Harriman, Harriman had the best diesel mechanic program. We went down and looked at it. Knoxville had the best auto body. We went and looked at it. And then uh, Jacksboro TCAT had the best auto tech, and he ended up at auto tech. And so, you know, he's an ASC certified um, auto, um, I don't want to say mechanic, because that may not be the right term. But anyway, um, right. so, right. I mean, so he's doing it. So, yeah, I mean, it's, every everybody's got to find their way. Um, mm-hmm. 
So then you also talk about being a band mom for seven years. Um, those those were always the fun moms. Um, not to say the fun moms of Watts, but it was always uh, being a being a Farragut parent. Um, it was always interesting to to watch the band, you know, come out. I mean, you got you got the kids are playing, and you got the parents that are there, uh, always being supportive. Uh, so obviously, arts is is important to you. So just kind of talk about arts and, and um, obviously, you know, we talked about your son, but obviously now uh, being a band mom and, and being involved in music, obviously your daughter's pursuing that now in, in her in her studies. So She is, and I, I, I do think that our kids are, are in fact opposites, but I know that that happens in a lot of households. Um, oh, oh our, 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 our kids are complete opposites for sure. Right. And they work so hard for those kids, but there are scholarship money that comes to those kids. 
those other people who are pursuing scholarships. Oh, yeah. And there are a large number of students in Knox County who benefit from that. So if they want to be enrolled and they want to go to college, if we expose our students to music and choir and orchestra and the arts of any kind, there are secondary opportunities for them there. And that's, again, meeting our kids where they are and getting them to where they want to be. Absolutely. This next one's going to be pretty easy, I think. You and I will probably agree on it pretty well. Uh, you talk about teacher pay, and you talk about how Knox County schools must be competitive with our neighboring counties. The biggest challenge that the uh, Knox County Commission has, in my opinion, uh, in 2024 is the fact that what they faced in 2023 in bringing corrections and patrol officers up to be competitive with neighboring counties. Not faulting that. I'm not faulting that at all. Uh, Sheriff Spangler did what he needed to do to fight for his people to get them a competitive wage to be competitive with Knoxville and the surrounding counties. It's great. But reality is Somebody can go now at 18, 19, 20 years old, become a corrections officer making 50 grand. Somebody goes to college for four years, then, then they have to do a couple years of, of um, internship, whatever we want to call it, in the classroom, and mm -hmm. they start making about between thirty-five and $42,000 a year. So, I mean, obviously your website details teacher pay and the fact that Knox County Schools must be competitive with our neighboring counties, but county commission's really got to try to address that this year, I think. I'm assuming you agree with that. I, I, I would agree. And I know that most of those, you know, like the starting salaries that comes from the state. Right. And like I said, Well, they do, but... And so, if the state sits that down there, but I do believe that we have a number of teachers who leave for neighboring counties for better pay. Without a doubt. Um, and I think that, you know, we, we can't afford to lose great teachers. We just can't. Our kids really, really need that. And so, we have got to figure out a way to address it, you know, where we all sit down and say, this is what's best for kids. How do we make it happen? This past, so this, I yeah. agree with you on that. You know, that's what needs to happen right. is that we need to, you know, really look at it. This past Sunday on WBRR's um, Inside Tennessee program, uh, John Becker and uh, John North had seven area superintendents. Two of those seven are products, former teachers, former administrators of Knox County Schools. Uh, Mike Winstead, director of uh, Maryville City Schools, um, is a former director uh, at Knox County. And Kelly, and I don't remember her last name, but she's up in, I think, Scott or Oneida, uh, also a product here. So there's no doubt that Knox County loses teachers. Well, I mean, I'm probably going to get in trouble with Christy Christie for saying this. 
But Garfield Adams worked here, went to Oak Ridge, and then came back. So, I mean, there's all kinds of examples where they've left us and not come back. Uh, at least Dr. Adams came back. But um, there, there, there is a bounce effect uh, where people are leaving us for, for better pay. I mean, no doubt about it. Oak Ridge has always paid more money. Uh, they're a smaller system, but we've lost a lot of people. So um, I guess the biggest breaking news in this school board election, and I don't, I think it was announced today, being Monday, February the 12th, is that you have been endorsed by four either current or former school board chairs. Uh, you've been endorsed by Patty Bounds, who was a Republican, uh, was served as a school board chair. You've been endorsed by Susan Horn, who uh, is currently, um, well, I guess she's on her last seven or eight months. Uh, she'll be rolling off August 31st, uh, and um, Lauren Morgan uh, is is the Republican candidate in the 5th District. Um, and then uh, Christy Christie, who uh, just stepped down after a couple years, uh, she serves in the 9th uh, out in South Knoxville, has endorsed you. And the current Republican uh, chair, uh, Betsy Henderson, has endorsed you. So, um, I mean... <laughs> makes you feel pretty good, I think, to be endorsed by four folks who have been in some form of leadership capacity with the board, I, I would imagine, right? It, it, it is a huge honor. Um, I have great respect for all four of them and how hard they work um, for our schools and for our kids, and I, I was really honored that they would consider doing that because I hope that, you know, I can if I'm elected, I hope that I can, you know, maintain the standard that they set because they really, really work hard. And Patty even works hard now that she's not on the board anymore. Right. She still works hard for kids. And I think that um, Knox County has benefited from those four women uh, being there right. for our children. Well, uh, before we finish up, you've got a website, AngieForGreatSchools.com. That's A-N-G-I-E. F-O-R, great, G-R-E-A-T, schools.com. Uh, you can, uh, on Facebook, you can search Angie for Great Schools. And on Instagram, you can search Angie for Great Schools. Um, and all those links will be in the blog post and uh, hopefully embedded into the podcast, if I can remember to put all those links in there, which I'm sure I will. But um, I, Angie, I'll just give you the last word to ask for everybody that votes in the 3rd District to vote for you. Uh, wish you well. Again, folks, early voting starts February the 14th. I've said it. Normally, I say it on the front end of the podcast. Now, I'm going to say it on the back end of the podcast. If you've got a girlfriend, a wife, if you've got a boyfriend or a husband, if you've got a significant other, there's nothing better to do then to go cast your early vote on Wednesday, February the 14th, and then go to dinner uh, for Valentine's Day. Uh, but you got till Tuesday the 27th. And if by chance you just can't bring yourself to go to one of the early vote easy locations to vote between the 14th and the 27th, then you got to truck yourself to your voting precinct on March the 5th. Uh, Republican primary, third district, Angie Gerthert. I actually did look at how I wrote that down just now. 
But anyway, um, Angie, I'll let you have the final word. Brian, thank you for having me on. I'm uh, so grateful for the people of District 3. Um, I've met so many of them, and they have been so kind and so supportive of me doing this, especially for the first time ever running for office. And I would just like to honestly ask for your vote. I promise you that I have always been focused on what was best for kids, and I will continue to do that when you elect me as your school board member for District 3. Well, you summed it up right there, folks. In District 3, you need to get out and vote between February 14th and 27th or on March the 5th. Um, you know, when you become the third district school board member, I guess the only thing that I, that I really feel bad is that that person that represents the county commissioner from third district, I've known her since 1999. And, you know, Gina Oster... She can be a hard act to work with, I would imagine. But uh, Gina, Gina's a good one. All that was in jest before she starts blowing up my phone. Um, Gina's a good one. But um, anyway, uh, good luck to you. Uh, and I'm sure we'll be talking to you again real soon. Thank you so much, Brian. Thank you. Have a great night.